to the Dance School Startup Mini Podcast, bringing you bite-sized advice each week to help you at the start of your dance school's journey. My name's Laura Gillam, and I've been a dance teacher for over 20 years and a school owner for over 14 years. I'm so excited to support you on your journey, and I look forward to getting to know you more in the Dance School Startup Facebook group. Hello everyone and welcome to episode six of the Dance School Startup podcast. And there has been so much chat in the group with regards to dance school managing software that I thought it would be a brilliant idea to bring on someone who has a lot of experience in this department. Um, We've got Matt Horner here today from Class Manager. Hi Matt, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, it's great to have you. And I think you're going to have so much to share that these guys in my group, honestly, we've had so much chat this week about what they should be using and how they can utilize it in their business. So fingers crossed, you're going to be able to answer a lot of questions for us today. Let's start with you. You introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about you, about your career journey. Yeah, sure. So um, I got a bit of a varied background. I think um, leaving college, leaving school, I'd always like liked doing IT computer related things, but didn't go on to university to do like a typical IT role um, and kind of jumped around doing various sales and customer service roles which I think actually has given me like loads and loads of benefits for running a business. I've always been a bit of a pro like a hobby programmer but it's never been actually my job um, it's just something I've done for fun. I mostly did infrastructure IT consulting for small businesses. After doing that I actually went to work at IDS um, so I worked at IDS for uh, just over eight years, I think. Um, wow. When I left IDS, I looked after everything digital and some websites were kind of mostly what I spent my time doing. Um, but everything IT really was um, my remit at IDS. And that's where I kind of started working in the balance industry and got to meet um, all of our lovely customers we have today. And yeah, and then I moved on now. So I run Class Manager and Stage Stubs as well, um, both you know, working with the same customer base and working with class teachers uh, on a daily basis, which is really cool. Fantastic. So you obviously now are very much um, experienced with working with the dance school owner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just um, it feels like, I mean, it's probably been 10 years now. You could run a school like, yourself now, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if my, my dancing is up to scratch. That's the one that I haven't kind of inherited from all this experience. Um, <laughs> Leave that to the professionals, maybe. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. But on the business side, I feel like I get a good understanding from, you know, um, meeting customers when I was at IDS, but also, um, you know, we have a lot of conversations with people today from all around the world, um, big, small, small schools and, you know, lots of different approaches, which is always really interesting. Absolutely. So how did the opportunity to create a dance school managing software actually present itself to you? Yeah, so I am, um, I guess I was aware of the softwares that are available when I was at IDS. Um, we, we worked with uh, some of now our competitors in this space. I guess I just didn't really feel that people were, were being served with what I felt was the right product. Um, and kind of always put this down. I guess there's lots of things out there. And the three things I kind of evaluated them on were good service, a good price, and easy to use. And I think there's many of them that tick one or two of those boxes, but not necessarily any that I felt personally ticked all of those boxes. So yeah, that was really where you know where it started from. Um, and also, I just think I just felt quite well positioned to do it. I think that my, my skill set and 
the industry I'm working with, you know, there's probably only a very small handful of people in the UK or even in the world that kind of have, you know, that kind of direct contact and understanding um, to kind of tie all the, you know, to join all the dots and, and put something together. Yeah, it's been a bit of a long journey. I guess I didn't anticipate it would take this long to get to where we are or, you know, it would be this difficult. But um, just enjoy it and I really enjoy it and I really enjoy working with our customers. Absolutely. I think that's key. And I think from what I've um, heard about you and about um, your business is that um, you're really approachable and, um, you know, if someone's got a problem, you're on hand to sort things out, which I think is absolutely what every dance teacher needs when they're running out of time in their days to fit everything in they just need a problem solved <laughs> yes yeah well i hope that's the case and i don't want to take all the credit because i have a you know a great team behind me which just makes me look really good you know i guess that's also one of the, the hardest things as all dance teachers all the dance school owners would know as well is actually you know finding staff, staff that care about things as, as much as you do is difficult but we have got um an amazing team um which you know we get feedback all the time from our from our customers they're saying how good the support is, which has, you know, always been super important for us. Um, but yeah, everyone wants everything done like yesterday, <laughs> all of the time. So we're always trying to um, improve our support hours. If we kind of do at 8.30 to 5 at the moment, we've been growing in Australia a lot, which means we'll actually open, we're in the next month or so, we should be open, available on Australian hours, which doesn't affect most dance teachers, unless you're early risers, because that'll be like first thing in the morning. Oddly, we actually, our UK hours work quite well for our Australian customers because we find a lot of our dance teachers end up talking to us at there like 11 o'clock at night. I do a lot of like Zoom calls with people and they're just like sat in bed with their laptop at like 11, 11.30 in the evening at their time. Um, but hopefully later in the year, we should also be adding our US hours as well. It eventually means that we will be, um, my aim is to really provide like 24 hours a day, five days a week through Monday through wow. Friday. No plans for the weekend just yet, but no. don't rule it out. Because, yeah, we've noticed that dancers don't have, like, a typical working schedule. And um, whilst we open nine to five, because it's the the norm, I guess, for finding people, that's not always necessarily the time that customers want to to, um, find us. Um, And we try to combat that in other ways. We have Facebook group, like, like peer-to-peer support, which works really, really well in in really different ways than we provide support, because our customers sometimes have better ways of resolving things or more imaginative ways of resolving things perhaps we do and then we try to maintain support base and videos tutorials and just things to help people self-serve because i think actually people prefer to do that they'd rather kind of learn it and do it themselves so giving people the tools to do that um, but equally we're happy to pick up the phone and, and chat with people we don't want to move to a world where we don't pick up the phone that's absolutely not the case okay when you were creating the software then what research yep. did you- you to design it and what did you learn along the way that's kind of key to making a dance school run efficiently yeah good question so I think um you know, obviously we had a look at some of our competitors in the space as kind of like a ballpark and then we also worked with one of like our number one customers if you like who or I mean, they weren't really a number one customer they're just someone we could speak to and try to understand um understand their business I think we were a little bit naive in the first case that even if you kind of pick you know, four or five dance schools, which I guess we really used as a soundboard to begin with. Um, there's a lot of variety in the way people like to do things, good and good and bad, in, in my opinion. But that variety made it, it made it complex. Yeah, trying to get a kind of clear, clear idea about how people want to do things was really, really difficult. And we always trying to find a balance between offering a solution which 
we feel we've kind of looked at and provides a, an efficient way to, to, to manage something and trying to balance that with, but I want to do it this way because this way I've done it for the last 20 years. Um, and just trying to find something in the middle, which is really, really hard. But yeah, I guess to answer your question, the research we did was, I think, similar to what we do today is try to put things out there and like see how customers get on with it, get the feedback and just have a, have a short feedback loop um, and just rinse and repeat it until we get to the final product rather than kind of procrastinating over it for ages to give people like the perfect product from the get-go. Um, you know, we never know what the perfect product is actually until we, until our customers try it out and kind of give us feedback. Um, and even the ones where we think we've absolutely nailed it sometimes are the ones where we're the furthest off and vice versa. So yeah, that's really interesting one. And then I guess just in general for efficiency is it's just simplicity. I like, I always feel that software shouldn't be doing anything like new. It shouldn't be doing anything that's like different to perhaps your kind of A-star dance school owner is doing. It's yeah. just make them more efficient. So like we are just trying to take your existing processes and make them more efficient rather than kind of give you new processes. I think at the end of the day, you enroll people, you charge them, you take attendance. Like those things were the same before you had a system and the same after, but hopefully they're just quicker and easier. So we've always tried to focus on like our time efforts, try to focus on things that are the most time consuming. So our number one thing is obviously billing. I think um, people who aren't using software probably spend more time doing billing and chasing payments and all things surrounding finance side of things more than they do anything else. So that was like our primary focus because we have the most amount of time to reduce and save the customers, which is essentially in a way why they use us um, amongst other things, but kind of like our primary thing. Yeah, I would agree. I think when I first started out, um, my husband went onto Google and actually worked out how to use lookup tables in an Excel okay. spreadsheet. He spent, no word of a lie, two weeks learning Excel, learning how to, to do lookup tables so that I could have some kind of my own system to... Yeah. Um, produce a invoice for a, a student that could be doing you know three or four different types of classes and each one was maybe a different price and then if you've got a multi-class discount on top of that I mean I've got to say I've got to get, get, put my hands up and say thank you to my husband for doing that for me because listening to you uh, talking about you know the challenges that you face to get it right with the amount of different ways that people run their businesses um, you know it's uh, I put my hands up you know for you on that I think that's absolutely oh, amazing. thanks so, okay, let's talk about Class Manager because, you know, that's, yep. that's what we want to know. That The key things it offers a dance school, what do you think makes it stand out from the other softwares that are out there in the market? Yeah, um, cool, really good question. I think, um, so firstly, like, there's a, there's a lot of things that we offer um, today and I guess there's a, and the next bunch of things that we hope to offer tomorrow. Like I said a minute ago, like, the billing is like our primary objective. I think that's what a lot of people move to software hoping it will solve their problems for. One thing that I, I, you know, hate telling people is that if they have really complicated billing, like our software is it's still going to be complicated on our software. We're just trying to make the process simpler. So I think, think of it is that if, if it's really hard to work out who should get what, that will still be complicated because well, we can't magically know that. Yes, there's some things we can implement like rules that if they do this, if they do this, like discounts, for example, that we can automate those things. But the bit where we kind of efficiency comes in is in the, we can do it all in one go rather than you taking like you know, three or four weekends to go through it. 
the attendance is, is a big part and that's something that we I don't think we'd spend enough time on at the moment and we're hopefully introducing a mobile app in the coming months um, that will be you know much better at doing that um, I'd like to think that we'll have the nicest way to do attendance from all of our competitors which will be a big will be a really big USP for us because that's like one of our biggest touch points we yes the billing does take up a lot of time but it's usually just the studio owner that that looks after that um, as the attendance is something that people are using on an everyday basis so finding customer records if there's any issues if they need to contact parents etc and doing attendance so that's something that we really want to nail and make us you know as slick as possible um, and we feel that doing it via a mobile app is the best way to do that so yeah watch this space and then I guess the thing is like messaging and communication we've kind of done like our, our bare bones there if you like so one of the really cool things you could do in Class Manager is I know that people who are coming from um, no software, if you wanted to message your junior ballet group, you'd have to like find the register for that, find out who the parents are, um, who may or may not have the same name as the child, then find out all their email addresses are, and then lo load them into um, your Gmail or, or whatever, and then buy an email. And it's a really, really long process to just fire out a quick email and it makes people just not bother doing it unless it's something really serious or I think one of the things that's really nice about dance schools is they have a nice relationship with the customers where it can be quite open communication and the that bit kind of prohibits people from bothering in that case. Uh, we've actually been talking about that a lot recently about how communication, consistent communication especially is so key um, in you know the relationships but also just you know getting clear on what the values of the school are or getting clear on, you know, what the terms and conditions are or anything like that. So that there's, uh, there's no awkward confrontational moments or anything like that. The more that you communicate, the better. So yeah. what you're saying effectively is that they can just literally go into a class, click a button, and they're going to be able to send an email instantly to that class. Absolutely. You said it much better than I just said it. <laughs> So, so yeah that's that's it that wants to do it <laughs> yeah yeah no absolutely that and and it all stays up to date which is a big thing so we have some people that manage like gmail groups right it's kind of like in the middle but as soon as you have people like come and go from classes that becomes outdated and this just makes it manages it all for you you can also track those mails we can see who's opened them uh who hasn't oh, um andy for the invoices yeah text messaging as well from there so like being able to like bulk send to the same like group scenario to people by text message as well they're Let's probably not the main things uh, Matt, about that actually because i think people might yeah. be interested. Uh, with some of the softwares if you are adding on things like the text messaging option there is an extra fee incurred for that how does that work with class because yeah. people might be interested to know yeah good, good question so um so for extras in general we don't charge extra um so i know a lot of our competitors might have like a baseline price on the website or maybe they have like stage prices depending on how many customers you have um that's always been something that people have, perhaps have joined for because they feel like they don't want to be um paying more when they grow their school but what they don't list is sometimes how much extra you have to pay for said feature so we don't charge for features but text messages is an exception to that so text messages actually cost us to send them uh, as to emails, actually, because um, we pay a provider like on a per email basis, but we don't pass on the email cost to customers. We just have it included because this, the cost is small enough that we can include it in our price. But with text messages, it's just not feasible at our price point to include it. Um, we make basically no money on the text messages. We pass them on at cost price, depending on how many you buy. And 
yeah, so you'd be charged on a per text basis. Okay. And off the top of my head, it's probably a couple of pence a text. Fine. So it's not um, a bend for something that's potentially quite uh, useful. Yeah, it's it's a really hard sell, and I and I had a it's a bit of a, like I really hate talking about it in a, in a way because people just don't value text messages because every person you ever speak to will have a you know unlimited free text messages on their phone, so there's just no value there. But having yeah. said that, you know, if you're in a situation where there's an emergency and you need to quickly contact a group of people, then text messages. Yeah going to be the best way to do it i mean if you have a staff absence you know something happens god forbid that there's a you know an emergency and you've got a bag yeah. pass and there is happening in half an hour you know having a button that allows you to just press a button and, and quickly send that text to everybody well without having to think about it is actually life-changing you don't necessarily have to use it every day but it's nice to have that option isn't it absolutely and that's what i what i personally would tell people to use it for we do have customers that just use it um like to go in our fashion. Um, and in my opinion, perhaps it's expensive on that, but that's just the cost, that's just the cost of doing it from any business would be. But yeah, for emergencies is definitely what we would do. Because no one ever ignores a text message. Like emails, if you know everyone, lots of people get hundreds of emails a day and it just gets buried. But nobody doesn't read a text message, unless it's like an X or something. Like people just do not read, not do not, not read text messages every text message gets read so for those occasions where you do want to make sure that we get deliverability you know that's a great way to do it i'm hoping that later down the line when we like our first rollout of our app will just be for the studio owners but we'll have like a later rollout of the app which will also include the parents and using some in-app messaging for that would be a really good way to make sure that we can give notifications and smartphone that they don't ignore it and probably provide it at free um haven't actually looked at what our cost would be for like doing push notifications but in theory, it should be cheaper than doing it on text messages or free, which would be pretty cool. So yeah, messaging makes up a big part of, of what we do as well. I think um, if you're, you know, advice to anybody going to any of the products that we offer or our competitors, I think firstly, it's like feature set. And there are some providers that just don't offer what you might need. They are kind of limited by what they can offer maybe they just do the like a lot of them will normally just focus on the billing and the and the attendance side of things and you might not get like the registration the messaging and some of the other things we're hoping to add in the future beyond that you know i really think whilst it's perhaps subjective that we focus on things being easy to use um this was a big part of me looking at some of the other products so i personally felt even as like a tech guy that these are quite intimidating to use and that shouldn't be the case and lastly just like service and price that you're happy with like it's and that's just again it's just what it is right it's like I, we i do genuinely care um we do also turn people away like if we're not a good fit for them um i'm not going to sit there and tell them that you know this is going to work for you if what they're doing is just really wild and we're it's just gonna be a headache for them and us um that we're really honest about that sort of thing because we want people to have a good experience with us and um recommend us to us and if we kind of aren't upfront with people and then it just doesn't end up working out. I just, you know, we get so many people come to us from recommendations from others and we want that to continue. We don't feel that that's the way. Fortunately, there's not loads of them that happen now because we kind of branched out to offer and make our net bigger for those customers. But there are the odd ones. We have somebody that have extremely complicated requirements and are very fixed on keeping those complicated requirements. And in my opinion, there's no software that will, will do what they want it to do but there probably are softwares that will tell them that they want them. And I think lastly is 
like momentum and I think this is a really really hard one to sell and I hope that our existing customers feel this and you know any prospects it just sounds like a sales pitch but um, I think what we've achieved in the last two or three years is a lot and we have some really big plans for where we move forward and kind of to date we've been in playing catch up um, you know a lot of our competitors have been going longer than 10 years and there are some minimum things you need right you have to do billing you have to do attendance and that takes time for us to play catch up on that but I feel that we're getting to the place where we kind of tick the boxes for most of the need to haves and then we can start filling it with some of the nice to haves uh, and I feel that over the next one to two years that's what create a lot of our separation in some of the additional things that we can offer our customers and hopefully make us stand out a lot more I think um, from a feature set perspective. Listening to you I mean obviously I'm I work with people that are in the first two years of business so what they need at the moment they're you know must-haves if you like um, are very yep. much what you offer so if they are looking for a dance school software then I mean it sounds like you cover all those bases anyway I mean as they grow they might need some more um, some more add-ons but it sounds like you're you're working on the would like to haves anyway so perhaps if yep. they our listeners are looking for something that they can grow with then class manager could be that you know yeah yeah absolutely I think um, you know we have customers who less than 50-ish we don't have loads of customers under 50 um, but we'll come on to on some minute and then all the way up to kind of north of a thousand and everything in between and, and it works the same it's just more of something I guess when you have more customers you get more efficiencies I know you also all ask for startups and this feels like a bit of a chicken and egg situation when you're getting going. Um, it's because coming back to what I was saying about efficiencies is that if you only have five students, just for example, using class manager or any software will probably take you longer than just doing it by hand because you can remember their names. You can probably keep them in your phone for their address contact information and you can invoice them in a couple of minutes. It's not going to take very long to, to do that. But if you are using software, when you get to 50, you don't have this really like complicated migration process, but you've got to like then translate it. And you would have also like learned the ropes on, on your on your way. But so yeah, it's like, it's hard to find the right time to do it. And I don't think, you know, whilst we would see ourselves as a support and perhaps we can help people uh, reduce cost, which is perhaps some of the main things we offer at the moment, we don't offer loads of things, in my opinion, help people add profit to their business. That's sort of the things that we're looking to add in the future. And I don't think actually any of, the other competitors, any of our competitors offer the things to add money to your business. Um, so talking about reducing cost is that when you're a small school, you probably don't have that much cost that, that, that software can reduce for you. So it's just finding that sweet spot about when you wanna, when you wanna take the leap. And we try to incentivize people to join us early and you know, make it easier for them. You know, we love working with people in new schools. It's like super exciting when they're like getting started out. Yeah, and yeah. Most exciting time, isn't it? It's a brand new business, yeah. a brand new baby for most of those people. And uh, they want, you know, I, I was about 50 clients when I started with a software program. Yeah. Like you say, I mean, when you've only got a few, it is easier to just do it yourself. But when you get to around 50, I do think that things start to take a lot longer and you start to realise that, um, you're running out of time each day and things creep up on you and I think then that's the right time because people will say oh how do I know when it's the right time but I think that's the time isn't it then to think about yeah the program. absolutely 
absolutely. And I and you know, we will happily take customers on from customer one. And, and just going back to what I was saying about like us being like cost packing versus like growth, is that I would imagine that if you're at 20 students, you've probably got better things to do with your time than sell software um, when you're at 20 students, because you should be spending time on growing rather than efficiency. Unless for some bizarre reason, those 20 customers you can't manage efficiently because you're just like really bad with paperwork or spreadsheets or whatever, and you want to get somebody else to manage and have a system to do it, then maybe that's a, you know, maybe that's a different scenario. Or even if you've got your first teacher and they're doing the admin for you and you want to get them to do class manager because it's not going to take up any of your time, then great. But yeah, it is like people get bogged down, like they need software, need software, need software. It's like use the software, but like get your fundamentals right first and then bring it in. The only caveat to all of that would be like, I don't want to say bad processes, but like supported processes is people come up with really wonderful like discount schemes and, um, and things like this that are very difficult to understand. Um, and then they then try to put them into software and they realize others oh, can't do this from any software because it's just so complicated. A lot of the time they don't actually understand for themselves. Yes, yeah, so I think like a really common example we can talk about with discounts is a lot of people like stack discounts. So maybe they have like 5% for a sibling and then 10% for um, an extra class. And then, you know, if they pay early, they get 2%. So when we're programming things, those numbers can be calculated in very different ways. Like, are you doing two plus five plus 10, 17%? Or are you doing minus 5%, then minus 10, minus two? Or are you doing minus two, then minus 10, minus five? And they all come up with very different numbers. <laughs> and we've seen examples where people are giving people the same discounts, but they get different numbers because they're just calculated them in different in different um, different orders. But in reality, when you're starting your business, that doesn't matter. People will forgive you for like tiny mistakes. You might have to give someone back, like you know, the difference in the discount, but it's not the end of the world. So I guess going back to my point is not being like crazy and just kind of thinking if I plan on using software down the line, you know, what would be supported? And we do support, in my opinion, everything that someone would ever need, but there are those that um, go a little bit off route. Absolutely, I understand what you're saying. I mean, ultimately, simplicity is key in all of it. You've got to systemize your school so that it keeps things simple. You've got to systemize your discount structure so it keeps things simple. And, you know, as you get bigger and better and you grow and you grow, the more simple you were at the start, the easier it's going to be to grow anyway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, look, what's your top tip then? Your top tip for keeping your business organized and essentially for avoiding overwhelm as well, because that is something that dance school owners really suffer with is overwhelm. I don't know about top tips. So I like always have a really good focus on hiring and I cannot stress that enough um, that if you don't surround yourself with really good people, I think you'll always feel like it's on your shoulders. As I guess like a top tip for people starting out, if they're doing things like by themselves and they haven't made employee number one, I'm not a list person, but I force myself to do lists. And I also force myself to like cross off lists so that it feels like you've achieved something by the end of the day. And with that, um, I was trying to find a quote before we came on, on this because I've seen something like, it's probably like one of those stupid inspirational Instagrams. And I was like, oh, that's exactly what I mean in a quote. And I'll read that. And I couldn't find it. But the reason I keep, try to keep lists like a day is that if you write a list for everything you want to do for that week and then you only look at what you've done for the day, it doesn't feel like you've achieved very much. And the quote was saying something like a lot of people underestimate what they can achieve in in a long period of time, whether it's a year or five years, and I overestimate what they can do in a short period of time. And I try to just think about it in really, really baby steps is that, yes, this is what we want to be doing in three years time. But like, 
what is my like what is that how can i make a difference today not like oh i'm just gonna like do my admin and blah 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 like yes some things have to be done but like really think oh of all the things i've got to do today like what is really going to make a difference that like how big how big a difference can i make today just within the time frame that i've got allowed um and just focus on that and for, like i guess prioritizing things for growth yeah, that's, I think that's absolutely fantastic advice, especially for the type of listener that we have who are probably feeling a bit panicked, a bit overwhelmed. I mean, I had a direct message literally this morning uh, from one of our uh, teachers saying, oh, God, help. I'm, I'm so overwhelmed. My list is getting bigger. I need to, you know, try and work this all out. And what you're saying um, is absolutely perfect advice. Thank you. Well, look, I mean, I've loved speaking to you today, Matt, and I know that they would have found this really useful. But let's find out how can they get in touch with you how can they find you is there like an option to take a free trial of class manager how does it all work yeah um so you can find us on classmanager.com it's just or you just google like class manager and you can find us there we are also on facebook as well but going by the website it's usually the best way on the website you'll see our phone number or live chat to you know someone one of my team will be available for you kind of straight away and then we kind of have two routes that people go down when they're joining us we either go, some people just jump into a trial and generally it's the younger audience or people that just feel a bit more tech, you know, technical, um, technically happy and growing up with technology. We'll just try it out and have a play around. So we've got some videos to help you get started. Um, and then when they get stuck, that's when they call us and we get to have like a proper conversation. And then we also do product demos as well. So this is one-to-one, one of my colleagues does most of them, jump on a Zoom call just like we are now and go through how you're doing things at the moment and how our software can help you, which is always really, really useful when it's a bit more visual, actually getting to see what you get into. And I think that's really helpful because going and doing it yourself can be, you know, if you get stuck on things, perhaps sometimes people just give up a bit too easily and um, knowing there's someone there and how things work can make that better. So yeah, um, take a trial, have a booking or if not just like live chat some questions or call us or facebook us however you want to get in touch try to be everywhere so that we make it really easy for people on the trial how long do they get to try it out yes we do um a month for free oh wow um so you get a month for free and during that time we can like import your data so if you are moving from other softwares or you have some lists we can import it if you're just getting started sometimes i think it's easier if people just type it out because i think you kind of learn the ropes rather than have your system with all your data and you don't know how to use it but we're not like super fixed on that like we're we're really human and i think this is something we we try to you know reiterate all the time it's like if you don't have time to trial it because you did stuff and then you know lockdown ended and you were really busy and you don't have time but just message us like we want people to pay us when they're using us and they're happy with us, not when they're just trying to try us out and you didn't have time to do your first play days. So we do a few promotions when you join us for, um, I guess, saving money is, I think you get like two months off price if you complete like the video onboarding series. It's really just to force customers to learn how to use the product rather than just guessing. And we do a referral scheme as well. So if you refer somebody um, after they pay for a few months, you get like a few months free. So we have loads of customers that just hardly pay or don't pay any subscription at all because they're referring wow. others, um, which is really cool. Yeah, I think that's where we would go. We can sometimes do extras for people that are starting out fresh. So if you are like a brand new school, when I say brand new, I mean no customers, not you for a school that's got 500 customers and you just want to save yourself 20 pounds a month. Yeah, just reach out to us and we'll see what we can do. We like we love to work with new people and if we can give you half a year to get going or whatever that is, then we might be able to do something. Just let us know. 
Yeah, brilliant. I mean, it sounds like you guys are so approachable. So I know that um, if anyone is listening right now and feels like they want to know a bit more, they'll probably feel pretty comfortable after this interview. Cool. Yeah, cool. Um, Matt, I can't thank you enough uh, for today and for your time. It's been really interesting chatting to you and learning a bit more about what you offer and just what uh, softwares offer in general, really. And, and I'm sure yeah. our listeners would have picked up quite a few tips. So I'm really grateful. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you very much. And thanks for doing an awesome podcast. <laughs> no problem. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. I hope you found that useful and took away some valuable information. If you're enjoying this podcast, I would love it if you could like and subscribe. And if you're listening on iTunes, perhaps even leave me a little review or share it with someone else who you think it may benefit. If you're just starting out or in the first two years of your dance school business, follow the link in the show notes to join us at the Facebook group.